I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, my friend, and welcome. I'm Daryl Urbanski, and today I have something special for you. What you're about to hear today isn't part of what we usually do. Today, I'd like to spend some personal time with you and for us to get to know each other better. So to start, I'll be sharing some of my life stories with you, plus introducing you to some of the grandfathers of my business acumen. In fact, the next few weeks, I'll be introducing you to the grandfathers of my education, plus you're going to get select never-released recordings of people interviewing me where I give some of my best business and life advice ever. We all learn from various people, various people we know for various amounts of time. Some people we share just a single impactful moment together. Others, a full weekend. And some of us have people in our lives who have always been there, always guiding us, and always sharing our paths. Well, I would like to share some of these people who have guided me with you. Your life really can change based on the things you learn and the people you meet. So please enjoy this special series of classic and never-released recordings in this 10-part interview series. Enjoy. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Daryl Urbanski. Uh, he is the best business coach in Canada, you know, I believe. Bestbusinesscoach.ca is his website. He uh, helps people build uh, or how he automates and scales a business to achieve multiple seven-figure sales uh, and grows their presence, grows their audience, all that sort of stuff. He has a product called Seven Figure Funnel Formula, which we're actually going to dive into today and talk about some of the funnels that he's been building, the results they're getting, and uh, the process that he follows to get these results. So you can walk away today with a, a bit of an action plan on, on how to build your uh, sales funnel. So we'll get into that in just a minute. Daryl, how are you going today? Hey, I'm doing good, John. Doing good. Glad to be here. How are you doing? Good to have you on the show, man. And we actually, it's funny because we were both at Titans, the Titans of Direct Response Conference a couple weeks back, but uh, we didn't even meet at the conference. It was funny when I got your email, I think from, oh, I, know it was your, I think it was your assistant to book in the podcast, and then I saw you floating around on Facebook in the Titans group. I was like, oh, well, this is like a small world. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a small world, especially, I guess, up at, the, at this echelon. So people are mm. living and breathing it. So that event mm. was so awesome. Caliber of people that were there, that was, that was probably my favorite thing, was just the quality of the people in the room. Well, you were just telling me about uh, like Ken McCarthy and and like that we're going to get some of the other guys that you know some of the other gurus in the industry, or the the, the, the probably the more well known gurus in the internet industry to uh, to the conference, and then they ended up getting Ken McCarthy. Who, what you were saying is he was really he's really the guru behind the gurus, the guy that all the gurus that everyone knows go to, but. Uh, no one knows who he is. Well, most people don't know who he is. Well, yeah, because he, he's kind of been out of the game. I mean, he was the first one. He's the godfather of internet marketing. He put on the first internet marketing seminar where he had Mark, whatever his name was, that created the first internet browser. This is back in the day when everyone was doing direct mail. Kim was one of the first people to take that online. And, and uh, yeah, almost all the big names, they've all come through his camp in some way, shape, or form. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Everyone just wants to keep credit for their success for themselves. That's something that I, <laughs> I know. That's something that I've actually really noticed. It's surprising because for me, it just makes sense that you pay homage to your mentors. But it's something that I haven't really seen a lot of in some respects. And mm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's Isaac Newton. If I've seen further than others, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants. And that's why you and I were both at that Titans event, right? Because we recognize that's exactly that. right. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Well, before we get into this uh, seven-figure funnel formula, can you give the uh, the listener just sort of a bit of a background on uh, on who you are? Because I just met you, really, and uh, but who you are, what you do, and uh, and then we'll dive into the content. Sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah. So, Daryl, Canadian boy. Um I guess to, to start off, I mean, I, I've been trying to succeed in business since I was 17, just fumbling and figuring it out. Canada's not as entrepreneurial as the States. We're kind of walk the middle path between socialism and capitalism. Didn't have a lot of uh, peers or mentors that really could help me along the way, but I've had a lot of different types of success and failures and tried every different model. And then when I really, really, uh, I had one failure back in 2006, I think with, uh, just a vending machine business. And it was the only reason was I just didn't, couldn't afford the equipment that I needed to, to, to really do it the way it needed to be done. And I realized that I was spending all this money investing in the product when I hadn't generated any sales. And that was like the, when the light bulb went off and I realized that marketing, you know, one of my mentors said this marketing can sell a non-existent product. Good marketing can sell a non-existent product where bad marketing can't sell free gold. And so I just made a commitment to myself that I would really master this marketing. And it just, it's, it's changed. Everything's changed and it's been exponential growth ever since. So most recently, part of how I got to do in the seven figure funnel formula was working as a senior marketing director for John Asraf, where I helped build my third automated funnel. The previous ones all did under 10 grand a month, but they were still automated, hands-free, just sales coming in. And then with John, I figured out come of the missing pieces that I had. And last year we we did well. We did a launch, and that was about six hundred thousand. And then we did around another eighty thousand, ninety thousand for the end of the year. We had some tech issues, and then by the end of the first quarter this year, we did about one point four million dollars with that one campaign. It only really required two staff, three staff, if you consider the customer service rep. And then now, since I've left the company, um, they've done well over three and a half, and I'm working with a handful of other clients, and we're just duplicating the process. And so, there's more people that want to work with me than I can. Can handle and so that's why I have this course to just help people and get a product so now I, you know I've got my own uh, my own income source that's not from me delivering services and uh, and then at the same time I actually have plans on the back end of that to take people who have been through the course and do a certification program and then that's just kind of where the vision is for that um, so yeah nice man you have a lot of stuff going on yeah well it's just about the journey, just having it. I mean, you're talking about that. One of your big takeaways was just people that have a mission and motivation and reason to get up. And I, you know, I set a goal that I want to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners who solve world problems with entrepreneurship. And that's a real mm. goal. That's a three to five year goal that I have. So that means I need to get my course into the hands of at least a thousand people, uh, you know, cause I mean, and, and not just into their hands, but I need to make sure that they go through it, that they really learn it, that they master it. And it just, you know, if we're talking about real percentages if people that implement probably need to get something more like five to ten thousand people through the course just to to get the percentage of people that will you know go through it and implement it and get the full results the full benefits you hope everyone will that goes to your course right but uh, mm. some people they don't you know they're not they're not the money might not be the goal it might be lifestyle it might be freedom so they might not want to use it to to become a millionaire they might just want to use it to 
don't know, be like some people I know that just, you know, want to make some money and go live their life in Thailand. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing about Thailand, man, is you've got on the one hand, you've got guys who are out here hustling hard and they're really trying, like they're here to build a business, to lower the cost and build a really big business and then they can go and, you know, cross the world, dominate. And then you've got other guys out here who want to make two grand a month or even a grand a month and go live on the beach for the next five years. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's an interesting split. And, and they're both right. Like they're really both right because, I mean, at the end of the day, all the pieces go back in the box, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't take it with you. Yeah, that's it. So it doesn't matter. You, you do whatever you want here, but at the end of the day, it's just about doing stuff that fulfills you. And that's why I want to help entrepreneurs who want to change the world or solve world problems because marketing can be used for good and for evil. And I just don't have it in my heart. Like even if, even if I had, even if I lacked an ethical bone in my body, it just would make, it makes sense. Like that's my tagline. Your success is my success. Cause even if I lacked an ethical bone in my body, it just makes financial sense that if you help more people and they actually get benefits and results that it will pay you forward. They'll refer people to you that, you know, they'll come back by again. Like it just, mm. you know, so. that's one of the funny things about it is like you can, I mean, you could be a completely unethical um, you know, person, but like in business, you'd have, you'd be like a one hit wonder. You'll get, you know, you'd work once yep. and as soon as everyone knows what you like, they're at, they're, they're gone. So you could take ethics just out of it completely and you still have to play by the rules. Like you still have to play as though you are an ethical person. This sounds a little bit sinister now, but you still have to like, it's, yeah, like you said, it's just good business sense to do it yeah. regardless of whether you agree or believe or you're the most ethical or moral person in the world. It just makes good business sense. Yeah, and it's really kind of disheartening when you see good marketers that sell empty boxes or do, you know, just, I don't know, they just try to suck money out of people and places and then kind of disappear. Or, it's just, I don't know, it's just a it's different different type of person, I guess. Mm, mm. Well, cool, man. Well, let's talk about this uh, seven-figure funnel formula, what's getting you all these results. Let's, uh, let's start with like a big-picture overview sure. of uh, sort of what is it and how does it work and what's the sort of thinking behind it. And then we can dive into some of the, um, the concepts or the, the nitty-gritty stuff. Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, and I, I'm uh, you know full transparency here. I'll, I'll give away as much content as I can in the time we have. So, I mean, one of the most revolutionary things that happened in marketing was the, the, the creation of a sales letter. So, you know, the way this all kind of developed, I mean, back in the day, what a business was, was a guy, a sales rep essentially with a horse and buggy um, just going from town to town trying to sell his stuff and he would just end up knocking on doors and talking to the you know the mother and father of the house and making his pitch and moving to the next door and one day this really ambitious sales rep he, he's trying to figure out how do I get to more doors my wife you know she wants to have more kids we all want to take her on vacations I got to find a way to get to more doors in a day and he realizes every time he goes to a door he kind of goes through the same spiel if he's never seen them before and he thinks, maybe I can just take what I usually say and write it down and I can pay a boy to run ahead of me and deliver the letter. And then when I show up, I can just kind of summarize and answer the questions. And he starts doing mm -hmm. that, but he realizes that some of the boys are coming back with money already. And then he gets wise. And, you know, after talking to people at doors, he starts refining the letter, adds an order form. And now all he's doing is pulling into town and taking the sales letter and having boys distribute it. And then they come back with their money and he gives them the product. And that's his little delivery system. And then once the mail system really got up and running, he didn't even need that. He could just set up a remote office in Delaware or some remote island and just do it through the mail. And so that's like the history of direct response marketing anyways. Um, and that's how a lot of it evolved. And so it's the same sort of concept. The, the sales letter was a canned and cloned sales presentation. And so it wouldn't convert as well as a face-to-face -face 
presentation. If I get someone sitting in front of me one-on-one face-to-face, I'm much more likely to, to sell them, right? To convert them and not necessarily, but consultatively, right? Consultative selling to figure out what's preventing them from buying. But this, so the sales letter is never going to meet the conversion rate on a one per one basis. But the, the mm. difference is, is that you can scale that. You can, you can mail hundreds of thousands of letters where you can't meet that many people in a day. So right. the, the real core of the seven-figure funnel formula is creating not even just um, – not even just like a sales letter because a sales letter is just a one-step, but multi-step marketing campaigns, um, multi-step marketing campaigns that can and clone that process. Okay, and how does it? I'm, I'm always curious because there's so much. Like I've 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 got a community that I teach people, uh, you know, about email marketing and about sales funnels and that sort of thing, on my end. And, and what I've noticed is that you've sort of got. Like I mean, you probably see this as well. There's a lot of marketers out there, and everyone's kind of got their own. Everyone talks as though they have their own. Um, method right. I guess to doing to doing marketing or to doing a sales funnel or to doing that but often I don't know what I've seen out there is you start to think that a lot of it's very similar at the end of the day it's you know about getting in front of someone and giving them some sort of pitch and then following up and making sure you've got your uh, you know your products dialed in and that so what sort of what, what makes your seven figure funnel formula what makes it unique what do you think sure so yeah and you're you're right and it's it always has been the same so the difference with our technologies or with this course is it shows case studies and real life examples of people that we're building it for and it's using new technology because there's there's software tools out there that allow you to do automation in a totally different way and especially something that's been really important for me is Treating people differently, like I'm writing a book called Tribal Marketing, How to Double Your Business in 12 Months or Less, and the concept of it behind it is that you have different tribes in your business, and a lot of people, when they do email marketing, they have like a, you know, their free offer, they make it, they make four or five, you know, free, uh, their, whatever you want to call them, lead magnet, opt-in pages, whatever you want to call it, free report pages, and that's just to mm. build their list, right? And then everybody opts in, and they all get dropped into the same list, the same bucket list, and they get marketed to, and... And then, you know, there's those, what is it, soap opera sequences or whatever, but it's still very, like, robotic in the sense of once you're in, you know, on day 21, you're going to get three emails to pitch this product, and then you're going to get four emails of content, and then you're going to get three emails that pitch this product. And it's, you Mm. know what I mean? And it's a low conversion rate because it's not, one, it's not behavior-based, and two, it's just, it's, you know, it's not relevant to the person that's on the other end. Um, The other part that's different is a lot of people, they don't focus with the end in mind. I mean, part of the big difference is that there's making a funnel to make, like we said, some guys, their goal is to make a thousand dollars a month or $2,000 a month and kick it on the beach. And so they don't do any planning. And then there's other people that they want to grow this big, big, big company, but they're, they're, they're not like, let's just say this, let's just say you want to beat the four minute mile, right? Hmm. Well, if you plan your route that you're going to run to try and beat the four minute mile through a swamp, you've got your work cut out for you. And a lot of people do that with with their businesses and with their marketing. And so that's kind of the stuff that we try to alleviate. Issues with trying to scale. Issues with even just, you know, great, you've got something that people want. you got a hot market. you got people that want to buy it. But there's only 10 people in the market, right? Like you, you have to have one hell of a back end to make your million dollars, right? So um, just things like that. And it's just talking about just, just businesses that are scalable, ways to manage that, resources, vendors, tools, technologies, tips, and then also the community that – 
is a part of it, which I think is really important because even part of what we saw at the Titans was the value of the quality of people and being with a, like, a group of like-minded individuals. So there's just different people. There's affiliate marketers. There's all sorts of different things. And so some people will teach you a tactic on how to do affiliate marketing, how to do XYZ. But I mean, the goal is still the same. Like, like for example, I, I was telling you, I have a lot of people coming to me for work and I'm, I'm almost too busy at this point. But one of my biggest qualifying questions is I just start trying to look at the, like, how much money is like how much potential money is there in this project and that's even something Warren Buffett had said was one of his keys to success was the ability to say no because especially mm. when he started getting a name everybody's coming to him and that's and again a lot of people that oh i'm going to do this oh i'm going to do that but there's they're only ever going to make $30,000 with it or do you, do you know what i mean yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, one thing I've noticed with, I mean, the the, the tricky thing, sorry, at um, the times of direct response and conferences like that is I think that there's so much emphasis placed on marketing tactics and strategies, like how to build a sales funnel, or how to write a good sales letter, and how to persuade people to do stuff. But no one talks about how to choose a market that has a huge potential for scaling, that if you want to make $100 million, you better you got to make sure you're in the right place like in the right market because if you're in the wrong market you're never going to make 100 million dollars it's just not it's just never going to happen yeah um and yeah. so that applies at any level like to make a million dollars that's a very different question to how to make 100 million which is different again from how to make a billion or 100 billion dollars yeah and so it's sort of like i i actually find in my own life that it's very it's actually quite helpful to start to think on that scale that before you optimize anything, before you write sales letters and build a sales funnel, you know the biggest, most important decision you have is like if your goal is to make $10 million, well, you need to make sure that you're in a market that has the potential to produce $10 million worth of business for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's something I picked up from Michael Gerber was the rule of 10,000. We're basically applied that to everything because Michael Gerber, the e-myth, it's all about systemizing your business. And when mm. you systemize, it's about not being the focal point yourself and being able to create something that you can duplicate and replicate. And so with the rule of 10,000, suddenly, you know, if, like take you. Say you wanted to just take this podcast and make it the best, biggest, baddest, best podcast ever, and you were subscribing to the e-myth philosophy, well, you would approach and be like, all right, well, how would I handle if I had 10,000 interviews I had to book? How would I schedule Mm. those? How would I plan that out? How would I contact those people? How would I conduct those interviews? How would I do the editing for that? How, you know, like all this sort of stuff, all of a sudden, now you're developing systems and processes where it's like, man, we're going to have this huge flood of water or whatever, of traffic, of people, of work coming through. And you got to have that, like, do you know what I mean? You have to have that built out beforehand. It has to make sense. You can't be having someone show up and just throw them in and have them figure it out. Because that's something Mm. they call that, like, uh, Call it the Oprah effect. That's where I first. That's where I first. Like, there's two things that happened that really made me start thinking about scale and how do you scale and models that are scalable versus not scalable. I was watching TV and there was some news thing about the Oprah effect. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And they actually, um, whenever they like feature a product or something like that, or Oprah likes something and she just wants to mention it, they actually have to be careful because they've killed businesses because the <laughs> business will just get slammed. It's like for weeks on end, the phone will ring nonstop. And that sounds like a, that sounds like a, a champagne problem. And in a lot of ways it is, but what happens is when the businesses don't have the infrastructure, when they don't have the ability to scale, you get all these customers and then all of a sudden say you've got 150 customers showing up at your door and you're only really able to take care of five of them 
What do those 145, other 145 do? They badmouth your business. They complain. They turn around. They say you can't, right? Like it, it crushes mm. the business. And so they're not ready. They're not prepared. So there's actually a team that goes in and helps or checks out and, and you know, tests the business, so to speak, before they mention that because the Oprah effect. And even with myself to mention what you said, if, if somebody really wants to make money, it can be really, really hard. And that's, it can be good and bad if you're in a, in a tight market or a small market. Um, but there's just realities that you have to face. Like if I want to run, it's not going to be easy to run on sand or to run through a swamp as it is to run on nice flat ground. And so that's all. And it's, you're right. There's not necessarily a ton of new stuff under the sun, but there's not a lot of people that are, are, um, well, that are just mentoring and showing the way. Right. One thing I'm curious about is something like the nitty gritty stuff of how this, uh, how this funnel of yours, like, plays out so walk me through like a typical funnel sure well of course in every funnel you've got so so every funnel you've got traffic and you've got conversion you've got a conversion event whether it's your sales letter or whether it's a webinar or it's whatever it is right that's your sales that's your sales event whether you're doing a free event and then you get people there and you're selling them in person so you've got your traffic and your conversion and that is a basic fundamental for if I get 100 people my conversion is 10% I got right I got 10 sales that's great mm. so first thing you do is when you know you've got a hot buyers list and you've got a product and a service or something that you know is built and able to scale then you need to build your promotion and you need to just do the math so what I mean by that is you can't if it costs you $15 to get a customer but you're only selling a $10 product you're going to dig yourself into the hole really really fast so now if you instead of having one conversion event you have two conversion events even though only a smaller percentage will take the second purchase now you're going to make $16 per right like now you're making Mm. you're selling a $16 item and it's costing you $15 to get them we have a dollar profit now you need to be able to roll that out. Even though you're only making a dollar, even if you're only making $2, even if you're only making $3, as long as you've got your numbers locked in and you know it really, really well, you can start to roll that out. And so then you roll it out and say you, you got a, you had 100 visitors. Now you get a, a, a couple hundred visitors. Then you check your numbers. Then you get a couple thousand visitors and you check your numbers. And you need to be making sure that you're optimizing and constantly scaling and that you're already poised and ready to set up more of your back end and your upsells. And you have to build up the business in the beginning to where the math, it just makes sense. Like you want your math to be so lock solid that when you go through it, it's not, it's not an if, it's just a when, right? So, yeah. I mean, the best situation is like with, again, with John, um, and actually with a client right now, they're spending $6.87 to get a lead, but they're making twelve forty something off of them. So they're doubling their money. And when you have a situation like that where you're putting a dollar in and you're getting $2 back, how much money do you put in the machine? Every freaking penny, <laughs> every freaking penny you can, right? So, and then there's, and then there, you'll have issues with technology, things breaking along the way, and people often get frustrated and turn back. But essentially, if I were to break this down to a really, really boiled down concept, it's, it's having a pop market, having a product that you can scale, and then having a funnel that converts and running traffic through it at a profit and, and knowing where or how to scale it out. So if you're only making a hundred, a $1 for every person that goes to your funnel, but you know for sure that you're without a doubt that that's the $1 I'm making, then you need to get 100,000 people through that funnel and you will make $100,000. 
But yeah. then, but then, what happens? This is again. This is it. What starts to happen is when people get around thirty thousand or fifty thousand, suddenly they're they're not built to scale, and their overhead gets jumped up, or the technology starts to fail, or right, or then they're having regulation issues because of what they're they're making too much money too fast. Their merchant accounts are shutting down, all sorts of things like that. So at a bare bone thing, it's traffic and conversion. And if one conversion event won't get you there, then you need two or three conversion events, four conversion events. But if you plan that out in advance, if you do the research in advance, then mm. it's just a really safe way to, 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 to do it and then to roll out and scale. Okay. And then so what do – so let's say you set up a funnel. Is every funnel – does it follow the same format in the sense you've got cold traffic going to an opt-in page and then goes to say like an offer on the thank you page and then we say two upsells and then you have – 27 emails sent out, you know, with a certain like if then logic sequence. Do you have a certain formula that you follow like that, or does it vary? And do you, you know, do you just sort of vary it up depending on who you're working with? Well, and that that also depends on the market. So, for example, I have a client that's in aromatherapy, and she, you know, I'm not going to say their name, but she's gone through a couple of recent internet marketers funnels because she's an online she's an online business, and she's you know trying to improve herself. And she just said she just felt that it was really just left a bad taste in her mouth having those upsells and downsells that like. Being kind of pushed upon her and she Mm. knows her market very 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 well she's been doing it for like 15 20 years so for her we're doing like you you can do that that's fine but it just depends on the market that's the small answer so there isn't a whole lot under the sun it's like you said it's about making putting offers in front of prospects right and every list you're either doing you can only do every communication message you send with to your list can only do one of two things it's either to improve and build their loyalty or it's to make them more profitable right? It's it. You're either building loyalty or you're building the profitability, right? And that can even be you're building the relationship or you're solving their problems. That's another way to look at it. But so that's, I mean, that's as far like, so I like that. I like that makes it real simple where you kind of, you're either building the relationship or you're selling them something. Yeah, that's it. And then when you're selling them something, but that's why I changed it because selling isn't supposed to be hurting the relationship at all. Like that's where you almost need to get permission to sell because that's the other problem people get into when they try and scale this thing up. Sure, I got this funnel. I'm making a dollar, but then they start to scale it, and they're getting so much negative feedback that it, it crushes them. They'll start having regulatory issues. Like that's you mm. know now you have reputation management issues, and that cause problems or people saying that you're a scam artist or whatever or your stuff doesn't work. So it's not about and, and, and you're fine. Like I'm not in any way trying to, but it's it's <laughs> uh, it's, it's that. The loyalty and solving the problems. That's why I said that for a specific reason because, again, that's what a real business is supposed to do is solve someone's problem. And if someone's not having that problem, then you don't solve them. And that's where you've got the if-then. Like that becomes really important, your if-then decision diamonds or whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. Because if someone seems interested, then you need to ask their permission to try to sell them first. Because it's like when you start building a house, when you start building a building – if there's a small lean to it of like a degree or a half degree, that doesn't really matter if you're only going one story, two stories. But if you want to build that to be 60 stories, 70 stories, every little lean at the base, at the foundation, makes a massive difference when you start getting above a certain level. Mm. And so um, just to – So that's like that golf swing example when you kind of take you know, like one degree difference on the golf swing. 
doesn't make much like doesn't look like anything when you're hitting the ball but 200 300 yards down that pitch the ball's off in the you know it's in the lake or it's in the trees exactly 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 so i mean fun, a funnel is a funnel and you can have seven upsells and downsells on the front end and you can have five different webinars or five whatever sales letters and whatever you want on the back end and that's fine but it has to make logical sense it has to fit it has to make it has to be like so say, for example, I sell pools. All right. So I just sold you a saltwater pool because you're some natural loving person and you don't want chemicals in your pool. Excellent. So now that you've got the pool, you know, or even before I, like we start building the pool, we should check, hey, do you have a fence? Because it's, according to the bylaws, you have to have a fence. If you don't have one, you can be fine. Oh, yeah, a fence is perfect. Okay. Well, awesome. What about the patio furniture? Right? Like, do you, do you want to upgrade your patio? I mean, we're putting this pool in. We're already going to be digging it up. Did you want to improve, like, the landscaping? Because we've got these trees that are $10. Like, someone's already in. That's why they say, like, you want to get them when they're already buying because their wallet's out. It's not even just because their wallet's out. It's because they're buying to try and solve a problem. And oftentimes when mm. people, like, when I'm going out and I go to the store and I'm, like, going to buy some plants from my garden, I'm like, you know what? I don't know if this one plant is, is going to fill that empty space, as, you know, as much as I need to. I'm going to get this, 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 this just in case. Right, but when you're on the sales yep. side of it, you're like, "Oh, I should try and sell them seven different things." That guy bought twelve things, but it didn't make logical sense. Um, so that's an important component to it as well. Bare bone fundamentals: you've got a funnel, you're paying for sure if you're running your cold traffic, any kind of funnel. You're spending, you know, three dollars and you're getting six. Scale it. If your goal is to make a thousand or three thousand, right? You just scale it. Get a thousand people through it. But do you have the longevity in there? Do you have the ability to scale? Do you have just have is it thought out from begin, beginning to end? I mean, that was one of uh, Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Begin with the End in Mind. Mm. Did, I'm sorry, I okay. don't know if I did I did I answer your question or did I go on like a total tangent? No, this is good, it's interesting. This it's end up being quite a, like a conceptual or, or high level chat. Um, because I, I actually thought that there would be like more, I suppose, um. Like nitty gritty. It's funny too. Like the great thing about podcasting is I can get on because some of these questions are relevant to um, the funnel that I'm, I'm, you know, sort of got running right now and how to improve it. That's why it's you know that's why I'm finding this so interesting. But um, I'm often I've just always been curious. Like you know, is there? That's why I asked the whole like, is there a set formula that that you use with everyone, or uh, does it vary? And what I've gathered from I mean from this and what I've noticed with other guys like Perry Marshall and and all this is it's it's. I mean, it's just like fundamentals. Like you get some, you get some traffic and you add some conversion, and the conversions get you sales page, an email sequence, um, you know, a landing page, maybe some upsells, and really you're just trying. I mean, I think it's Perry Marshall, maybe it's Jack Bourne actually. We did a podcast uh, earlier this week together, and um, <clears throat> he's got this thing called the traffic and conversion triangle, which is where you you know you to, to build a business you could bring traffic in, and then you convert that traffic and make it buy stuff. So you got traffic then conversion. And then the step three is uh, economics, which is really make money on that traffic, make a profit. And then the profit then goes back into buying more traffic, which then you know goes into conversion. And it's this sort of circle of life mm-hmm. that's uh, continually improving. But when you have that mindset, it's sort of like it doesn't really matter exactly what flow or what funnel or, or what formula you follow. Just as long as you're bringing in traffic, you're optimizing the conversion, and you're optimizing your lifetime value of the customer. You just do that over and over again, and maybe you lose money at first, but eventually – 
you're making two dollars for every one dollar you spend. Yeah, and I mean, really, to be really honest, I don't know if losing a money is is good to try. I know a lot of people do that, and if you've got the money to afford that, I just think that's a dangerous place to live in, and you just need to have really sound and and solid financial backing. I very much come from the bootstrap philosophy, where uh, which now like there's the new the new book that's selling the same you know the same shit from before, but now it's called the Lean Startup. But it's all the same thing. It's about having a concept, collecting the money in advance. I mean, gyms used to do this all the time when they would start building out a new gym or fitness center. They would get a trailer and they'd set up in front of the building with all these signs up saying how it's coming soon and they would sell memberships at a discount. And you know what's really funny is if they weren't selling any memberships, guess what? Construction stopped. And then they just went and did something else because instead of mm. investing all this money and building it and being like, well, now that it's built, we're going to make all these sales. No, there's still enough people that will buy early on. So I would just caution you about that. But I mean, it's, it's just like cooking. If you were to take cooking, when you're starting out, you need recipes to follow and you need to learn how to, how to use a crock pot, how to like not burn everything. You have to learn a lot of these tools and techniques. And that's where a lot of people are selling. Like you're saying, people are selling a lot of courses on tactical stuff. They're trying to teach you how to be in the kitchen without blowing yourself up. And then you start with some recipes, and that's where you get people that are selling really like core, for, like this step, this step, that step, right? But then once yeah. you've been cooking long enough and you've got enough experience, well versed, you can make your own recipes and make it happen. And it's, you know, Dan Kennedy said this a long time ago: like the principles never change, the strategies sometimes tra- change, and the tactics frequently change. And if you're playing at the tactical level, I mean, Facebook advertising changes every morning. You know, when you, log, when you log into your dash, you're like, what's, what's new today? What, where'd they move that button? You know? And yeah. so when you're at the tactical level, you, you know, it's a grind to keep up and you're also more at more risk to be automated, to be made redundant, to be replaced by technology or services or some sort of innovation. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's just, we just said that before. I mean, at the Titans event, we really learned that it's about solid implementation of the fundamentals and having access to people who can help you who've already been where you want to go because they can give you the answers you need when you need them. And that comes yeah. from a theory I have about learning. Sorry if I'm rambling on and on, but that comes from, <laughs> go on, man. This is good. But that comes from a theory I have about learning. So, you know, I never went to university. I was accepted to the, the Queen's uh, School of Commerce, but I never went. I went to Japan instead. And I feel part of what's helped me be so effective in my learning is that one, there was a drive of, hey, if I didn't go to school, I better keep up with them. So it actually made me very, very studious. But the other flip side is that everything I'm learning, I'm applying it as I'm going. So when you're lost and you're trying to get somewhere and you're like, hey, how do I get to X? And someone goes, oh, you just go straight down the road. You take the third right and it's the first building on your left. Do you need to rehearse that seven times? Do you need to get cue cards out? Do you need to try to like bang it into your head? No, it's like an empty puzzle piece that just clicks in and then you just go and you do it. And, you know, maybe you need to like, you know, you need to write it down just because if you get distracted, you might lose it in your short term memory. But generally speaking... You don't really need to go through the rigor that you have to do for school. And a lot of people always say, oh, now that I passed that test, I can forget everything. I just spent all this time studying. And to me, that's just a massive waste of time. And I I hate stuff Mm. like that. So I'm very much about like learning as I'm going, but then making sure I'm connected to people who have been where I want to be. That way, if I'm too focused on the next step or the next three steps and I don't see the the cliff I'm about to go off of, I've got people that will go, yo, you you might want to go in that direction instead. 
Yeah. Well, cool. Well, this has been this has been fantastic, man. We're right on time, though. So before we go, can you give the uh, you know where, where should someone go if they want to learn more about uh, the the seven figure funnel formula? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we've got a webinar on it, and they can go to bestbusinesscoach.ca. There'll always be a link to it there. Um, and of course, you can find me on Facebook or any of the social media sites. Look me up, reach me. I'm just another person, so just like you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, bestbusinesscoach.ca and LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Cool, cool. All of those links in the show notes at uh, themcmethod.com. Daryl, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me.